Greetings and welcome to Farther Along, a weekly offering from the Wrestling with Theology podcast to strengthen your devotion through a series of devotions based on Luther's small catechism. We'll take a few moments each week to reflect upon what God has given us to believe, teach, and confess through his humble servant, Martin Luther. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Today's office hymn is God Bless Our Native Land.
today's small catechism reading is the fourth commandment. Honor your father and your mother. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise or anger our parents and other authorities, but honor them, serve and obey them, love and cherish them. Today's large catechism reading comes from the Ten Commandments, paragraphs 150 through 157. The same should also be said about obedience to civil government. This, as we have said, is all included in the place of fatherhood and extends farthest of all relations. Here, father is not one person from a single family, but it means the many people the father has as tenants, citizens, or subjects. Through them, as through our parents, God gives to us food, house and home, protection and security. They bear such name and title with all honor as their highest dignity that it is our duty to honor them and to value them greatly as the dearest treasure and the most precious jewel upon earth. The person who is obedient in this is willing and ready to serve. He cheerfully does all that deals with honor. He knows that he is pleasing God and that he will receive joy and happiness for his reward. If he will not do this in love, but despises and resists authority or rebels, let him also know that he shall have no favor or blessing. Where he thinks he will gain a florin, he will lose ten times as much elsewhere. Or he will become a victim of, to the hangman, perish by war, pestilence, or famine. He will experience no good in his children and be obliged to suffer injury, injustice, and violence at the hands of his servants, neighbors, or strangers and tyrants. For what we seek and deserve is paid back and comes home to us. If we would ever allow ourselves to be persuaded that such works are pleasing to God and have so rich a reward, we would be completely established in abundant possessions and have what our heart desires. But because God's word and command are so lightly esteemed, as though some peddler had spoken it, let us see whether you are the person to oppose him. How difficult do you think will it be for God to pay you back? You would certainly live much better with divine favor, peace, and happiness than with its displeasure than with his displeasure and misfortune. Why do you think the world is now so full of unfaithfulness, disgrace, calamity, and murder? It is because everyone desires to be his own master and free from the emperor, to care nothing for anyone and to do what pleases him. Therefore God punishes one knave by another, so that when you defraud and despise your master, another comes and deals in the same way with you. Yes, in your household you must suffer ten times more from wife, children, or servants. We feel our misfortune, we murmur and complain of unfaithfulness, violence, and injustice, but we refuse to see that we ourselves are knaves who have fully deserved this punishment. And even by this we are not reformed. We will have no favor and happiness. Therefore it is only fair that we have nothing but misfortune without mercy. There must still be somewhere upon earth some godly people because God continues to grant us so much good. On our own account we should have not a farthing in the house nor straw in the field. All this I have been obliged to urge with so many words, in the hope that someone may take it to heart. Then we may be relieved of the blindness and misery in which we are stuck so deeply. Then we may truly understand God's word and will and seriously accept it. We would learn how we could have joy, happiness, and salvation enough, both now and eternally. Today's reading from Holy Scripture comes from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 13, verses 1 through 7. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. 
for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger, who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. Today's commentary on the scriptures comes to us from St. Theodoret of Seer's interpretation of the letter to the Romans. Even priests, bishops, and monks must obey the commands of secular rulers. Of course, they must do so insofar as obedience is consistent with godliness. If the rulers demand something which is ungodly, then on no account are they allowed to do it. The Holy Apostle teaches us that both authorities and obedience depend entirely on God's providence, but he does not say that God has specifically appointed one person or another to exercise that authority. For it is not the wickedness of individual rulers which comes from God, but the establishment of the ruling power itself. Since God wants sinners to be punished, he is prepared to tolerate even bad rulers. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where
Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by your governance may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Thank you once again for listening to Farther Along. Farther Along is a weekly outreach of the Wrestling with Theology podcast. It is uploaded every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Also, Wrestling with Theology, the pilot. Also, Wrestling with Theology, the flagship episodes on the podcast are uploaded every Wednesday at 3 I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast on any of the podcasting platforms, to follow on Facebook, and to share with your family and friends. The liturgical sections of the services come from the seminary Cantori from Concordia Theological Fort Wayne. The liturgical service comes to us from the seminary Cantori from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The hymn of the day comes from public domain archives and are linked to each of the and are linked to the catechism reading for the day. Once again, I thank you for listening to Farther Along and may it help you understand all by and by.